0: This is the 5th Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML.
1: Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the 5th Quarter on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Zamperin. What a gutsy performance tonight by the Hamilton Tiger Cats who take the Bombers to the woodshed and beat Winnipeg in the peg 30-13. Hamilton now 4-10 and 10 on the season. The Peggers dropped to ten and four and ladies and gentlemen we have ourselves a playoff race a legitimate playoff race between the cats and the red blacks forget about montreal they're over and done with i know they're only two points back at hamilton but let's be real the owls just will not be able to compete two games to go against montreal one more against ottawa and a big one next week again for the Tiger Cats as they go back home. It's a Friday the 13th showdown against the 12-1 and 1 Stamps, who will be coming off the bye. But the Tiger Cats have that that 60 to 1 score line in the back of their head, or at least they should, when they line up against the defending Western Division champs one week from tonight. We're going to throw open the phone lines here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game, plus vote for your player of the game. The email address is rick at 900chml.com. All over Twitter, at am900chml, at rick My player of the game, I'm going to come out right out of the gate and say it because I have, I have criticized this individual... Over the last number of weeks, maybe not consecutively, but certainly did so last week and have done so in the past. Jeremiah Masoli is my player of the game tonight. If we can see this Jeremiah Masoli each and every game, I'd be on the Jeremiah Masoli bandwagon. Unfortunately, we don't see this guy every game. But if we did, man, we'd be a Grey Cup contender. 27 of 33. That's an 81% completion percentage, much better than the 55 or 56% we usually see. 338 passing yards, two passing TDs, and he ran the ball eight times for another 48 yards. There were some key plays in this game, none bigger than the collection of 14 plays that gobbled up 100 yards and soaked up 8 minutes and 48 seconds of game time late in the fourth quarter. It culminated with a three-yard TD from Masoli to Tasker. That made it 30-13. to That was it. Bombers were on the canvas, and they could not get up. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Your thoughts on the Cats' playoff chances? They have Ottawa just ahead of them, On the rung in the standings, they're three points away from the Tiger Cats. Hamilton still has a game in hand, and then they will have two when the Red Blacks take on the BC Lions tomorrow night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at Samprin at am nine hundred chml to the top of the phone deck we go and it's it looks like a christmas tree might as well start at the top here's dave dave welcome to the show
2: boy what a game rick
1: hokey Dinah. that was that was a great game
2: it was a great game and last week i emailed you that was the worst officiated game i ever saw last week since 1969 i'd have to say this was uh this was a this was a good good pretty well officiated game
1: It, it was much better
2: much much better um See what happens when we get some calls, you know, proper calls. <laughs> Peter Pan is still alive. <laughs> These guys have never given up. you got to like them for that. Uh, yeah, Mazzoli is definitely my player of the game. Um, huge win, huge win. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy. And hopefully, uh, well, we'll see what happens next week. Who knows? I think, you know, the, the, the team is coming together. They're they're playing good ball on both sides of the ball. Uh, the, I hope uh, Castillo is not too seriously hurt. However, it doesn't look good. But the guy, Lucier coming in, kicking, he did a pretty good job considering. And uh, I guess they'll have to go maybe try and find a kicker, fit, depending on how serious the injury is to, to Sergio. Uh, hopefully it's not bad. But it didn't look good, him coming off on, on the sideline.
1: No, my, my guess is they're going to be kicker shopping this week.
2: Yeah, mine too, if not already. But uh, anyways, Rick, it's great to call for some good news. I think we do have a great chance to get in the, get in the playoffs. And... Uh, Who knows? A nice grudge match against those Argos back at BMO Field. It'd be nice, sweet revenge.
1: In the East Final? Yes, sir. Sounds good to me.
2: Sounds very good. You have a good week. (laughs) You too.
1: Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving as well to all our fans uh, who call in and uh, those who want to tweet or email in. And if you're just listening, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the long weekend. Back to the phones we go. Anthony's on the line. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Hey, Rick. Not bad about yourself. Not too bad. Much more enjoyable game tonight. Yes, it was, and first thing I want to say, Happy Thanksgiving
3: to you and your family there. Thank you. And you know what? I'm not going to be jumping on the bandwagon too soon because it's only one win.
4: <laughs> okay.
3: Okay? You know you know my feelings. Yeah. Okay? And I still say he's missed open receivers tonight. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, he, there's no doubt he, about that. He, he, he had a great game. I'm not going to uh, say he didn't. He had a great game. Okay? We'll get that out of the way. But he missed Tasker for a wide open. He could have had a, a TD on that play.
1: Hello. Yeah, yeah, the one uh, where he threw behind him. Yes, he yep. did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's not going to be perfect. Guys no. are going to miss and, throws, but he was much no. better tonight.
3: Yeah, and that, you know what? I could say uh, goodbye to Caleros. Okay, because what I heard on your other—I'm uh, not going to say the station. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. June Jones, there, the coach people, people uh, the guy was telling them, asking him point-blank about Claros, and he's always beating around the bush. Right. Okay? The guy's the highest paid player in the league. Okay? And he's on the bench. Okay? If we had this offense, I still believe if we had this offensive line when at the beginning of the year, we wouldn't be 0-8. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. But timing okay. is so- everything. And I still believe Caleros was still getting over his knee injury. Okay?
1: Well, I, th- I, I think believe- he has. I think physically he's fine. I think he just has to find the mental part it's of mentally, that game. Yeah. Mentally. The mental part of the game to, to push him okay. over that line.
3: Yes. And you know what? I hate to see the guy go, but I truly believe he's going to be gone.
1: I think he's a goner. Yeah,
3: because they signed that other guy uh, at the beginning of the week. That young guy from uh, the States there that they signed earlier in the week there.
1: Uh you're Dave, not talking about Johnny Manziel.
3: No, no, the other guy, the the other guy they signed at the beginning of the week. The quarterback, not Manziel.
1: Oh, um Dane Evans. Yes. Dane Evans. Well, yeah. yeah, he's he's more of a futures guy.
3: Yeah, but you could t- you could almost guarantee that Claro's is uh are these are number.
1: Well, sure, yeah, they're getting their ducks uh, all in yeah. a row here.
3: You know, like you know what?
1: And my player of the game
3: yes. goes to the kicker.
1: Uh Felix faubert Lucien.
3: No, no, to uh, Sergio Castillo? Castillo. Castillo. Okay. You know what? The guy, the guy. You know what? Blew out his knee. It looked like he blew out his knee there.
1: Yep. That you looks know? like a season ender. Yeah,
3: I feel sorry for the guy because you know what? He was he he was just starting to round out to be uh, back into form. I think. Could have had a good kicker there.
1: Well, I think he's been one of the brights, one of the few yeah, he's bright been for, spots. One of the bright
3: spots on the team. Yeah. Coming into this know?
1: game, uh, converting yeah. 86% of his kicks.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know what? Uh, I think it was a good move. You know, I hate to see uh, C.J. Gable go, but I have this green kid, he looked good tonight.
1: He's um Big. you know he reminds me he he's a very violent runner. I mean he yes. he's not he doesn't go down easily. He's hard no. to tackle. He's always got the the legs churning, that hair's flying all over the place. Uh, oh, I yeah. love the way he runs.
3: Yeah, and then we got what's his name there on injured injured that uh a Canadian kid.
1: Uh Mercer Timmis,
3: yeah. Miss, Mercer Timmis. Still have, have uh, Ross,
1: Ross Shoreman who's still yeah. hanging around. Yeah,
3: so you know what? I think we're okay there. But I truly believe we still need a quarterback. You know, I'm not going to diss uh, Mazzoli because he had a great game tonight. But I still think we need a quarterback to go further than what, we're, what people are thinking we're going to go.
1: Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Anthony, I appreciate yours. Thanks for the call. Take it easy, buddy. You too. Have a good long weekend. 905-645-3221, star on your cell. We've got an email here from Chris. Can we trade Zach to the peg for Medlock? Eh, I don't think the bombers would go for that unless here's the only here's the only caveat in here is that if Matt Nichols has suffered a serious hand injury, and even then, I mean to bring in a quarterback who you are going to start at this point of the season, who has no chemistry with anyone on your team, does not know your playbook has to get, probably 2 to 3 weeks uh, until he's comfortable with the terminology this as you're going into the playoffs uh, it may make sense at the start of the season but at this point man trading for a number 1 QB in week uh, what is it 16 eh, i don't i don't i don't think that i don't think that makes sense i like where it's coming from i like the idea it's pretty creative but uh, no i don't think so Email from Randy. Hey, Rick, Uh, a win to give thanks for the Cats. Great offense, solid defensive uh, play, and effective coaching by June Jones. I'm glad to see some points scored by the Tiger Cats in the second half. Let's hope Sergio Costillo will recover fast. He has amassed over 100 points. However, the injury looks severe. Effective play also by Alex Green. Uh, He says Justin Leonard. I think he means Richard Leonard. Speedy B and uh, smooth as cranberry sauce. Excitement by Willie Quinn. The defense mashed up the games by Andrew Harris. My player of the game is Jeremiah Masoli. The Cats added the extra stuffing to add just enough heat to win. A pie of a victory. Happy Thanksgiving, Rick. Randy, the pun master from Oakville. Adding a few too many puns for my liking, but hey, it's a holiday weekend. I'll let it slide. John's on the phone. Is called into the fifth quarter. Hey, John. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. A
5: few observations. as watching TSN, well the game today,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and uh, June Jones had said that uh, when he took over the team that uh, the guys were divided. I heard that. that. And uh, that tells me that Austin lost the dressing room or the bench or whatever you want to call it. That, Sounds like it, part. yeah. Um, this is odd. Well, half the players, I don't know who they are <laughs> on the team now. Uh, half the coaching staff, most of them, I don't know who they are. Uh, you don't hear from Batasić anymore. When well, they never really did in the first place, but this is a whole new team. Um, you know, you've got uh, you've got uh, banks that you're thinking now. Why in the past few years have we not used them as a receiver? Um, the offensive line um, is doing well. The defense. I've been a criticizer of our secondary for years. They played pretty darn good tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you could put Zach in right now, and you probably get the same results. Because what's happening around the quarterback is probably a thousand times better than what we've had this year. Um, if we make the playoffs, and I'll say if um, we could win the East, because because they, what they showed tonight is they beat I what I think is the best team in the league. I think they're be- I think Winnipeg's better than Calgary. Really? Wow. Well, the reason I say that is because. You look at the history of, of teams in the CFL that just dominate, dominate, dominate. They usually tank in the playoffs. Um, and I said at the beginning of the year, I, for Edmonton, I thought they were peaking too early. If we could only have had the coaching change and this happen probably three weeks prior to then it did happen, we'd probably be sitting in first in the East. We got a good team. Um, Mazzoli, if you look for next year, there's no other quarterback to bring in. Um, so you're going to have to go with Mazzoli, because I'm looking, thinking around the league, who is there to get? And there really isn't anybody <clears throat> to get in order to you know, gel this team. Um, with Gable gone, I thought it was a kind of a good move. He's getting a little older. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it, uh, the receiving core is all different. Um, the only one left is Tasker, really for the beginning of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, because yeah, Fantuz is just
1: back. Well, if
5: I, I don't buy the thing of Fantus. I keep hearing, you know, how many yards he got last year. Claros had no one else to throw to. That's
1: why it's basically Fantus, Fantus and Tasker. But, but yeah, Tasker was hurt for five, six, seven weeks last yeah, year, right?
5: And were, the White House were were out. I mean, it was just it was the only guy he could throw to. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, that they have right now, they actually have a finally a well-rounded team. There, there, there's areas still for improvement. But they're they're they have strength now. But they're playing with swagger. They're playing with like they look like they're having fun. And when you start seeing that, you know you, you gotta you gotta realize that they're that they're um, you know they're they're gelling, and and the play calling finally. I mean, there's some really creative play calling going on with this team. And we saw we the, the quick kick. That was an amazing years. play. Well, oh, I mean, I think Batasiak is probably on his way out with that new assistant coach that came in, mm-hmm. uh, assistant um, uh, offensive coordinator. But um, you know, if you're a Tiger fan, and you got to be pretty happy. So hopefully, and last week that was pathetic. So why can't maybe you can answer this? Why can't Mazzoli convert on third down? <laughs>
1: Well, you know what they had—they had a huge conversion inside their twenty uh, in the fourth quarter to to continue that yeah, one hundred yard drive.
5: One the one yard line
1: but happened. yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, aside yeah. from that one tonight, I mean, there's been and there's even some other ones tonight where they just can't convert for whatever reason. I mean,
5: dumb calls, some, yeah, dumb play calls.
1: Some. Like it's 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 whatever. in one you know, quarterback sneak, he got the one yard. I mean, the defense is one yard off the ball. That's an automatic.
5: You have yourself a happy Thanksgiving.
1: You too. Thanks a lot, John. When we come back, uh, more of your calls. We have Brad, Manny, Alex. We have some tweets and emails to get to. Don't forget to subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also find it online at 900CHML.com. The 5th Quarter continues on AM 900CHML. Welcome back. 30-13, to 13, the final score tonight in favor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They're now 4-10 and 10 on the season and now 3 points back of the Ottawa Red Blacks, they have one game in hand, although Ottawa does play tomorrow night in BC. That's going to be a heck of a ball game because the Lions, at 6-7 and seven in the West, a victory for them would put them into a tie with both Saskatchewan and Edmonton for basically third place in the West. Calgary still at one, Winnipeg two, and then Saskatchewan, Edmonton, and BC with a win tomorrow night would all have 14 points, although... Saskatchewan is in Toronto tomorrow afternoon, so who knows? The Riders could win that one. Edmonton is in Montreal on Monday afternoon. And, uh, well, we don't know what we're going to get with the Edmonton Eskimos, although with C.J. Gable, I think they're going to have at least a stabilized run game. Uh, But after starting the season uh, like gangbusters, the Eskimos have really slid back to the pack. And um, that's probably an understatement. Montreal 3-11, and 11, they need uh, they need wins. They just need to win. But they are playing horribly. Horribly. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's game, plus your thoughts on uh, the Cats playoff chances. What do you think? Are you optimistic? Are you still a little pessimistic that the Hill is... Too hard to climb after starting the season 0-8, and despite winning four out of their last six, uh, this might be just too much to ask. Even though the Cats do have a game in hand on Ottawa following this week, and knowing that they're going to play each other in the capital in a couple of weeks' time. That, that's going to be a huge, monumental game. Uh, on Twitter, Jake the Snake tweets, a Fingers crossed these tie Cats have turned real. Masoli... With the stiff arm, Masoli with the punt, hashtag winning, hashtag whiskey wah-wah. Jake celebrating as only Jake can. Scott, uh, better game tonight, good officiating, and the D dominated the Bombers. Player of the game, Masoli. D Sprague, never in my wildest dreams did I think we would pull out a win in the peg. Curious to see who we get as a kicker. Uh, Sandra on uh, Twitter, at AM900CHML, in uh, in uh, reply to the question, who is her player of the game? Sandra writes, Masoli, hands down, great game. And Don, also with a reply, at AM900CHML, simply writes, Masoli. Uh, a couple more tweets in regards to the future Zach Caleros. Here's Steve, who says, any idea if Caleros gets traded? Masoli really growing in this offense Still need to improve O-line, though. And Mark Twaits, trading Zach would be a mistake. Masoli is not good. Hashtag fifth quarter. I have a feeling, and this is just a gut feeling, it's not inside information. I don't have you know, the the, the latest breaking uh, news from uh, a VP of Football Ops Kent Austin or General Manager Eric Tillman. It's, it's a gut feeling that I have that with all the talk of Johnny Manziel and with the way that Masoli has played, at least in a couple of games, he hasn't been fantastic for all six games under June Jones, but I think Jones is a big fan. Otherwise, he wouldn't be starting him game in and game out. I think the writing is on the wall for Zach Caleros. I really do, and I hate to say it, and I don't want his to see him go, but I think the writing's on the wall. So too for uh, offensive coordinator Steph Patask. I think he's a goner after the season too. If this team continue if this team continues to win and makes the playoffs I mean how can the Ticats head office say to June Jones you know what June uh, you're not under a contract for this season we're not going to bring you back if this team makes the playoffs after starting the season 0 and eight how can you not bring June Jones back how can you not continue to start Jeremiah Masoli how can you not trade or release Zach Caleros if all those things fall into place I think I think Zach's somewhere else in 2018. I don't want to see it. I think he's going to do well wherever he goes. I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Plus, I think we'll see Johnny Manziel here in Hamilton. And another thing I don't want to see, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, back to the phones we go, and Alex has called in, in the fifth quarter. Hey, Alex, how are you?
6: Not bad, yourself? I'm okay. I'm very happy this week. Like I told you last week, hopefully I can call you and it'll be a victory. So
1: I here we it. are.
6: Here we are. So first of all, I think Zach Claros should be traded and I think it's, he should go to scratch one and I bet you a lot of people are going to say I'm crazy for this but I think we should get Brendan Bridge okay as a backup for Mazzoli. because they're um,
1: basically the same guy
6: well but yeah yeah basically the same guy and it okay. would be nice to have a Canadian quarterback to you know back up Mazzoli if needed because be awesome. know for a fact that we've had American quarterbacks for a long time. And there's a lot of good Canadian quarterbacks out there, and they're just not getting the light that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, June Jones should be brought back, no matter what the situation is at the end of the season. He's a great coach. He has, I think, he's running the offense, not potassic. Yep. Um, because even if it shows that Mazzoli can't convert on third down, and I think it's because they don't want him to get hurt anymore and jump over the line or risk anything, because I know a lot, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. They they try and convert on the third and one, and they end up getting hurt for some whatever reason.
1: Yeah, so but why not? Him, why not bring in uh, Caleros to do that? Why not bring in Everett Golson to do that? I mean, other teams bring in their second, even third string QBs just to get a third and one.
6: That is true. We could they could do that, but I don't. It depends on you know who wants to do what. And I think it was two weeks ago. It was uh, against. I forget who it was against, but it was our last home game. And Mazzoli had that 30, those 30 yards wide open, and he passed it when he could have ran the ball.
1: Mm -hmm. That was against Toronto last weekend.
6: That was against Toronto last weekend. Okay, sorry. Um, Brendan Banks, great start to the game. That 60-yard touchdown, that was amazing. Mazzoli and him are getting stronger connection every single week, and I think... Tasker and Mazzoli still have that connection. It's just not as strong as it was when it was because Caleros and Tasker. I like how Mazzoli uses all the receivers. And I've been saying that for a long time because Caleros only used Tasker. It was always Caleros and Tasker, never, no one else. And now that Fantuz is back, I want to see him get used. And he he was used three, twice or three times tonight. Still not as much as we wanted to be used, but. He's starting to get more progress, and it's the second game back. So hopefully next week against Ottawa, he'll have five receptions, maybe ten receptions and a touchdown, which he almost had tonight, but he had to come out of the end zone to get that catch. Mm-hmm. Um, great officiating tonight, way better than last week. <laughs> uh <Yes. laughs> Definitely, and that, that pass interference on... Uh, Unamba 30, number thirty nine for Hamilton. That was clearly in pass interference. I wasn't getting upset about it. I knew it was coming back. Unlike last week when Washington had an interference, I was not in defense yeah. whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and listen, I mean, when when the when the tie Cats have penalties called against them, and you as fans know that, yeah, that was a penalty. I mean, we can accept that, but when we see phantom calls or, or i mean it's almost as the uh, as if the officials made it up to say oh yeah there you know there's something there i mean that's when we as fans have the right to say no hold on this is this is bs
6: yeah and i was reading an article the other day and it was that the cfl commission not the commissioner but the officiating did not want to talk about that pass interference that happened in toronto they denied it to the press and they said we will not talk about it and i was like you're the head of the you're the head official of the CFL. You're supposed to talk about any call, and you're denying one hmm. because for whatever reason.
1: Meantime, the league the league ends up apologizing to the Cats again for messing up another penalty call.
6: I feel like they've been apologizing to us for ever.
1: <laughs> a few years, it's been, yeah.
6: It's been since 99 since they've won the Great Cup. I think we deserve a little bit of, you know, apo- uh apologies, you know. Oh, we're sorry you didn't win the Grey Cup this year. Maybe next year. Oh, we're sorry you don't get to host the Grey Cup. Maybe next year. It's like, give us a chance. You know, yeah. we might be at the bottom of the league most of the, most years, but we're not a bad team. Like, you can't say any team in the CFL is bad anymore. At one point, it used to be, uh, Winnipeg's easy to beat. Uh, Montreal, they're all right. As long as Kabil, uh, Anthony Kabila was hurt, anyone can beat them. Now it's anyone, you know, can. Have a winning season. It doesn't matter who you are. Toronto can have a winning season from, from now on. It doesn't matter who you are coaching staff, quarterback, running back, anyone. Right? So
1: I hear you. Hey, Alex, we got to run here for our next break. Who's your player of the game?
6: Uh, player of the game has to be Mazzoli, second week in a row.
1: Awesome stuff. Thanks, Alex. No problem. Thank you, Rick. Have a good one. We have uh, Brad and Manny on the line, guys. Hang on. We're going to go to a commercial break. We have emails and tweets to get to. We'll run down the scoring summary and some of the things that I noticed during this ball game. Your thoughts on the game, and do you think the Ty Cats playoff push is now underway? Do you believe more in this team that they can turn around from 0 8? and get into the postseason. It's still crazy to say, but it is exciting to think about. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. The fifth quarter continues on 900 CHML. Ticats now 4-10 and ten on the season. They blitzed the Blue Bombers tonight, 30-13 to at uh, Investors Group Field in the peg. Hamilton's next game, Friday the 13th, as they take on the Stampeders. In Tim Hortons Field, those 12 1-1 one one stamps who are on the bye week this week Friday, October 13th, 7pm start will be on the air uh, at around 10pm but you got to think, the Cats coming off a win like this and then recalling that debacle earlier in the season in which they got humiliated 60-1 to 1, uh, next week's game is going to be uh, interesting to say the least uh, we've opened up, uh, opened up the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're going to get to Brad and Manny in a couple of seconds here. Rick, at 900 CHML is the email address. we got a few emails streaming in. Let's read uh, the latest one, this one coming from uh, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C., big Thai Cats fan out on the left coast. Rick, can you say, wow, 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 the 9-minute, 100-yard drive in the 4th sealed the deal for our Cats no one can say our guys are not for real, and second place in a playoff spot is very real. This was a team win. Many could be chosen as player of the game. I'm giving it to Masoli, cool and calm. His new name should be Iceman. Great win, and I say a big statement game. Take that, Glenn Johnson, along with Jake the Snake Ireland. Regards, Steven out in Penticton. On Twitter, Matthew tweets My player of the game goes to Speedy B. And uh, Laura on Twitter: tough to choose a player of the game tonight as everyone was solid and reliable. But Masoli shone brighter than ever before. He deserves it. And I should mention this for the Box J Boys player of the game is B Broom CFL. That's his Twitter handle at B Broom CFL. Brian Broom uh, passing away. Um, huge Tie fan down in uh, the Florida area. And uh, basically, the Box Day Boys uh, tweeting, a Cheers, buddy. You would have enjoyed that Cats game. Oski, wee-wee. Uh, and the hashtag, I'm not sure if it's trending, but I've seen a lot of it tonight. A butter tart for Brian. Uh, apparently, Brian was a big fan of butter tarts. And who isn't? And, uh, of course, uh, being Thanksgiving, uh, we should all raise a butter tart to Brian Broome. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. And uh, Brad is at the top of the deck. Hey, Brad, how are you? Good evening,
7: Mrs. Emperin. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Excellent. I got three words for that team's name.
1: Three Good. words?
7: Three words. Okay. Good, cohesive unit.
1: Yes. You
7: know, I mean, Except for
1: the couple of time count violations, but we'll let that slide.
7: Uh, you know what? In, in certain situations, I'd rather see them take a the time count violation than mess up a
1: play. And and turn the ball over? Yeah, I'm with you.
7: You know, Masoli was almost
1: 82% tonight. He was. Uh, what are the final stats of this? Red, uh, twenty-seven to thirty-three. That's eighty-one point eight percent. So basically, eighty-two percent.
7: Yeah. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> and cool the cucumber all night long. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, Green. He ran for almost a hundred yards. Was, uh, was only he was almost fifty. You know, the the running game is there under June Jones. Uh, so the obviously the the O line is stepping up and and. Uh, Making holes for these guys, you know, and you got uh, well, you got Brandon Banks. He was what over a hundred tonight, you know. Uh, all, all check marks, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, and Jalen Saunders, Shemad Chambers, uh, you know, they they were pushing ninety yards each, you know. That when you got when you mix it up with the receivers that way, you got three of them in the game that are pushing a hundred yards. Something's working, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I can't I, you know I cannot uh, fault the way uh, June Jones has been calling these games. There have been the odd plays, but uh, I I got to chalk them up the learning curve.
1: Yeah, I mean he's still I mean let's not forget this is his first CFL head coaching job. He he was in the league as. Uh, an assistant coach way back when uh, in the CFL. But, I mean, this is really his first go-round as a head coach, and and he's still learning as he's going. And, you know, I give him a passing grade for sure. I mean, he's 4-2. and What more do you want?
7: Well, you know, you take away those first eight games.
1: This team's in first place.
7: (laughs) Yeah, we're probably in first place. It's, you know, so uh, as far as, you know, everybody moaning and vaunting about the playoff chances, I don't uh, I don't have any distrust in the fact that we're going to get
1: there. Well, looking at our schedule, knowing that the Ticats have games in hand and and a game against Ottawa which, you know, could could be the deciding been factor really. Lately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is a team that has its destiny right in the palm of its hand.
7: They were choking early, they had a little streak where they were winning. They seemed to be getting back on track and then they started choking again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, take you know take that for what you will. You know. um, as far as Calgary goes, uh, you know what? I think we got a good chance of beating them, guys. Calgary hasn't been playing up to Calgary standard these last three or four games.
1: Yeah, but in saying that, they're still twelve one and one. I mean, they have, they they're may still not 12-1-1, have one and one, but yeah, the
7: thing is, they haven't been scoring you know at will like they they like believe i can
1: agreed but they're okay. still winning though i mean that's the scary thing
7: well they haven't played the tight catch again have they? <laughs> good point you know, good point i mean come on you, you gotta admit i mean you and i've been down the practice and we've seen a getting like night between austin and Joe.
1: oh it's much different
7: just, just in the way that the, the, the players are out there um, they seem to be having a good time again.
1: Yeah, it was almost as if a weight was lifted off the players' shoulders. Even though that you know, obviously they they made their own bed. You know, their own eight. Kent wasn't wasn't out there playing. But I think they I think, I think it, yeah, I think it was a obviously there was a breath of fresh air breathed into this franchise.
7: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know that's that's the best point I can make is, you know, if you, if a fan wants to see the difference and they've been down to practice like last year. Go see a practice this year, you need a whole different tiger on that field.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, there's just, it's night and day. Yep. Absolutely night and day. Even the way the players, you know, respond uh, when they're being, quote unquote, disciplined, uh, you know, they're, they're right back out there and you know, they're, they're happy to be back out there and they, they make the effort to uh, correct their mistakes.
1: And winning doesn't hurt either. Brad, uh, appreciate the call tonight. All right, Masoli. You got it. All right, have a good evening, Rick. Chocked it down, you do. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli clearly, easily leading the pack for player of the game tonight. If you have your votes, you can call us up at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900chml.com. Or on uh, social media, hit us up on our Twitter feeds, at AM900CHML, at Rick Zamprin. Uh, Matthew tweets, my player of the game would have been, or have to be, Speedy B." And Chris also tweets, also thought Green had a solid running game, and the threat of either Green or Masoli running is causing fits for the D. I would agree with that. Especially early on, Winnipeg did not know what was going to happen. Hamilton's offense was so versatile and so effective. I mean, because they were executing plays and all those different plays and throwing in those runs mixed in with passes, uh, Winnipeg, their defense was like, w- what's going on here? We were supposed to come into this game and just dominate and, uh, and waltz to victory. But the Ticats put the Bombers on their heels, scored first early and often. I mean, it was 10 nothing after the first quarter. Uh, I think that really set the tone. Tycats D played pretty well, got to the quarterback, forced Nichols out of the game. I mean, it was uh, a great recipe for victory. Manny has been patiently waiting, and we will talk to him now. Hey, Manny. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm pretty good. How about you?
8: Not bad, thanks. Uh, happy Thanksgiving weekend,
1: Mike. Same to you.
8: Thank you. Uh, so uh, I, this uh, this coloris uh, thing, yeah, I agree with you. It's going to be uh, so sad, I think to see him go because the writing's on the wall. They obviously want, looks like they want to give uh, Manzella a chance, and now that uh, Mazzoli has stepped up and played well, it's uh, it looks like we're gonna lose him, and I'm, it's unfortunate because I think that yeah, as much as football is a game of inches, it's uh, it's also a lot, like most sports, it's all about timing, isn't it? I mean, uh, we we're struggling at 0-8. Colaris uh, has got no no protection at all. The play calling is brutal for him. The receivers are dropping just about everything. Not to say that he's playing great either. He's having an off season. But, you know, then June Jones comes in, and after his first full game as head coach, he decides to go on a win and put in Mazzoli, and the play calling is changed. We've got a balanced attack. And all of a sudden, and, and to Mazzoli's credit, he's taken his, uh, an opportunity and done very well with it. Now, you know what who knows what would have happened if that was in Zach you know Zach was in a position to do to give that an opportunity with a much better team in general and mm-hmm. players to throw to and play calling and much better protection and all that
1: well, you, you know here's here's the situation for Zach als he he knows exactly what's happening because it happened to him. He was a backup in Toronto. Ricky Ray gets hurt. He's thrust in. He goes what five and one, five and two yeah. for the Argos, and uh, and gets a huge contract with the Ticats. And you know the rest is history in terms of you know his vaulting into elite status. But uh, he clearly understands now what Ray went through just uh, three, four years ago.
8: Yeah, I just you're right. And I, but I just think that this guy is going to be a is a star and will be a star somewhere else. And that's, why, you know, it's, and, and Mazzoli, I, a lot of respect for the man, the way he's handled himself and the way he's played, but I just don't see him as a starter, like going forward, because I think what separates a starter and a star or a superstar versus a very good player. Anybody that plays in this league, it's a good player, obviously. Right. But to be a very good player, what separates a superstar is consistency. So can this man do this over a season or a couple of years, be a franchise guy, like was mentioned by Glenn Suter on TSN? I don't know. I guess that's, uh, we got to see that. We, I mean, he's going to prove us one way wrong or the other, one way or the other, but, but I don't know. And I know that Kalaris with the right personnel at the beginning of the year with the people they have now. I mean, just look at something simple. Like let's just take Jones as an example. All year I've been criticizing that guy for dropping easy passes mm-hmm. and balls. And all of a sudden Chambers comes in. The guy's a beast. He's an yeah. animal out there. I mean, he makes, he makes a six yarded into an eight yard with his size. He very rarely drops anything. It's just, a, it's just a total, total different personnel now. And that's, you know, I've been harping on it all year and talking about it. My fear is that uh, I think the Ticats, of course, have a good chance because they have a game in hand and they play Ottawa and all that. But being so important in CFL, and, and and one of the guys I've been a very, very is has been so proud of all years, the Castillo, uh, Castillo my, a poor guy going down – is who do you bring in? Because that's so huge in the CFL. Uh, you know, to have all aspects, all three facets of the of the of the game. And your special teams is so big, and this guy's been at about an 86 clip or 85 clip all year long. Who do you bring in, right? That's my only fear, I think.
1: Yeah, they're going to be scouring the free agent wires, both CFL and NFL. I wrote down some names. I mean, a couple of guys that they brought in uh, during training camp, Ryan Hopkins, uh, Craig Peterson, uh, you know, they didn't pan out in in camp, but maybe they impressed the coaches enough to warrant uh, at least a a look uh, over the next couple of weeks, Anthony Farah. Uh, you know Ray Early, who's uh, you know had uh, some experience with Saskatchewan and Ottawa. Who knows? Paul McCallum at forty-seven yeah. might come out of retirement yeah. and help this team. Who knows? But uh, that, yeah, that, that's a tough spot uh, for it's, Sergio Castillo.
8: Yeah, they got it. To, and you know what? I I am so I, I love the kid so much. I mean, he he gets hurt going downfield to make a tackle. Yeah. You know, like this guy is all heart. He's all in. He's he's a just a total team guy. I mean for obvious reasons we never seen Ozzy do that.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure if he could run that far, but <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, he's
8: athletic. Uh but uh but he's just you know, not not obvious he was a superstar in his old writing, oh, yeah. a great guy. Yeah. But he just is just all heart this kid and uh it's gonna be tough but uh, but listen, a win's a win and uh against a very good team. Uh, I mean, we could say, well, the quarterback didn't play the second half, but we were leading what he was in. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the starter, when the starter was in, we were leading with Nichols in. So it's a, it's totally a team effort. Everybody's been challenged. There's no more fooling around. Altman's played well at the beginning of the year when he came in. Uh, he hasn't been, you know, as effective returning. I feel that like he's not hitting the gaps hard enough or maybe quick enough to hit the gaps. Even though this kid didn't break anything today, he seems very elusive, Quinn. Oh yeah! Wow. It just seems that every week somebody's being challenged, which is what I said about eight weeks ago, and we just didn't have the personnel, and nobody was like. It's almost like they were playing complacent. This is this is my spot's done. And 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 another good side of a good team is that when you're winning, is that you know, especially they say it more like you see the NHL playoffs is that you get these unsung heroes where every game is a new hero and last week we are all talking about player of the game being Dean this year uh, sorry this game Dean was like a ghost he was he was I didn't I didn't hear his name called all game right. but yet we but yet we won because other guys stepped up
1: exactly that's, that's what it's all about
8: beauty it. it's a, that's the beauty of it yeah so hey Manny, my we, play, yeah my go player ahead player of the game has to be Bazzoli, buddy and uh I mean he's he's just been playing awesome i think he's playing over his head and that's my fear because he just seems to be like playing way better than he is. And then, listen, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he does because he's he's a classy guy, and uh, and I hope he play, proves us all wrong and we make the playoffs and we win something with this man.
1: Well said. Thanks for the call, Manny. Thank you, sir. Have yeah. a good weekend. Uh, when we come back, we have uh, Jacob. We have a few tweets and emails to get to as well. This is the fifth quarter on nine hundred CHML. 30 to 13 the final in favor of the Tiger Cats. Yes, they beat the Blue Bombers tonight 30 to 13 in Winnipeg. Big road win for the Black and Gold. They're now 4 and 10 on the season, just 3 points back of Ottawa for that second place spot, that crucial second place position because we all know there's going to be a western team once again crossing over and it looks like it'll either be uh, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, or B.C. and a big game tomorrow as the Lions host Ottawa. We're all cheering for the Leos to get that win so Hamilton can stay three points back of the Red Blacks. Email from Mike. Hi, Rick. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli is growing into the starting role, though the wins are still more a consequence of a stronger offensive line, more running, and a better defense, rather than Caleros being worse than Masoli. He does need to work on his read progression, thro- though, uh, because uh, he's very locked in on two or three receivers at any point in the game, and it allows defenses to shut him down for stretches. In the uh, first, it was Banks and Saunders, with next to no input from Fantuz and Tasker, and Winnipeg read that and really limited him for a chunk of the third into the fourth before he switched to focusing on different receivers. Defense did a great job and player of the game, Felix Faubert-Lussier, for doing a solid job filling in as a kicker, that email from Mike. Email from Angelo. Hi, Rick. Well, the tale of two seasons continues. I thought the guys were well prepared and focused for this game. Kudos to the coaching staff all around. In combination with Nichols getting knocked out of the game and controlling the momentum of the game, we kept the pedal to the metal and never looked back. Good job, boys. Player of the game, Masoli. That email again from Angelo. And this one from Chelsea. Hey, Rick, thought I would email this time instead of a tweet. Uh, first off, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Now onto the thoughts from the game. Soli played a solid game tonight, was watching the game and listening to the commentators at the end, and they put a good point through by keeping Zach for the rest of this year as a backup going into the rest of the season and hopefully the playoffs then going into the new CFL year make the necessary changes sad to see CJ go but green looks very promising excited to see the rest of the season play out playoffs all the way reffing was so much better this time around player of the game is solely honorable mentions to Felix to take up the reins in the second half hope Sergio is going to be okay fingers crossed have a good weekend Chelsea Oski wee wee. great email Jacob's on the line hey Jacob how are you welcome to the fifth quarter
0: Hey, Ted. Uh, happy Thanksgiving.
1: It's actually Rick, but happy Thanksgiving to you, Jacob.
0: Oh, my bad. Sorry. That's okay. It's okay. Very, very late.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. Your, your uh, thoughts yeah, on no, the game?
0: a phenomenal game. Um, I have a quick, well, a couple questions. Okay. Um, first of all, a comment. I think um, Abdul Kana is going to be phenomenal in our defense. But I thought he was um, a cornerback with Ottawa. Was he always a linebacker? He
1: was a cornerback. He was a halfback. And uh, over the last couple of games, the Ticats have lined him up at that Sam linebacker position. So he's basically in charge of covering the wide side of the field from that linebacker position, blitzing as we saw tonight, and and really disrupting Matt Nichols a couple of times. you can you can see the versatility. He can play a number of different spots. Yeah. You can put him at safety too, which he lined up uh, once this year. Uh, didn't play a lot because he got hurt in that game. but he's a guy who you can plug in different uh, uh, parts of this defense and still get a lot out of him.
0: It's so exciting to watch. Uh, another quick question. I don't want to like say anything bad about John Chick because like I'm a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we traded him, that was when Tracy was healthy. Is that correct? Or was he- Tracy healthy before?
1: I believe Adrian was healthy at the time, yeah. Okay. I know I know, like I know Teddy Laurent was not.
0: That's right. So, like, the front four is a very different front four.
1: Uh, uh, very much so, yeah. I mean, you have Laurent, who's back now, Coleman uh, and Whitlock kind of interchange in the middle. You have Capacotti and you have Tracy. That's basically the starting four.
0: Uh, It's incredible. Um, Another thing that so many message boards, and I kind of obviously know the records of the West being so much better than the East, Um, but when you see the West play the East, a lot of those games are awfully close. I think Winnipeg went uh, overtime against uh, Montreal and Toronto. Now we beat them at home. Um, BC has had close games. Saskatchewan's had close games. Um, Edmonton we almost beat twice. Yep. Like, I don't see a crossover being a given like everybody kind of makes it out to be just because the Lions have a better record than the Argos, for example.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, there's going to be a crossover because one of those teams, and, it, unless Hamilton and Ottawa, I mean, almost run the table and, and two of those teams at West really stink up the joint, there, there's going to be a crossover. I mean, those teams are, uh, you know, BC is the worst in the West, and they have 12 points. Uh, Hamilton at this point has eight uh, so you can see how automatically, you know, if the yeah. season ended today, uh, the cats would be out,
0: and the last, and yeah, and BC would be going to Ottawa. Well, it, it would either be Susca-
1: it would either be Saskatchewan or Edmonton because BC would be That's out too, right. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I yeah, so there's like no given. I, I mean, not. Th- this, this is the argument, and I know you know we're going to have this conversation in the offseason for sure, the argument for and against, depending on which side you're on, on having one division in the CFL. So forget about East and West. Just have all nine teams in one mega division, if you want, one division, and, uh, and start playing. So if that was the case this year, uh, basically you'd have, in order, Calgary, Winnipeg, uh, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, Toronto, BC, then Ottawa, Hamilton, Montreal. That that would be the standings at this point.
0: Yeah, we would have been eliminated by then.
1: Probably, Not yeah. We, we, we'd be we would be six points out of a playoff spot, basically.
0: Yeah, it's quite
1: a. So imagine, yeah. So imagine going to a game down the stretch uh, in Hamilton. Yeah. Like right now, we're in a playoff hunt, but in a one yeah. division format. Uh, you might be eliminated by game twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So what what's what's yeah. what's the real? No, and
0: you're right. Like kind of, and I can't even imagine the frustration for like kind of the Lions, for example, who see their record, they see a better team than the Argos, mm-hmm. and they're like struggling just to like kind of get in. Just to get in, yeah. When like Hamilton can kind of pull it off with, and go zero and eight. And and
1: go zero and eight. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good debate, nonetheless.
0: What were your preferences?
1: I like the t- I like the two division format. And I'm I'm a bit of a traditionalist, but that's not where my, the genesis of of my wish to keep it the way it is uh, lies. I just like the fact that uh what we're seeing this year. Yeah, we can still have the crossover. I like that uh, addition to uh the, the you know, the playoff hunt, but I think keeping as many teams in the hunt as possible as late as this season has gone, and, and future seasons from now, if you can keep teams and fan bases interested in the playoff race for as long as possible, I think that is the the, the biggest reason to keep the two-division format. And I know the other side of the argument is, hey, put them all in one division, and it forces all the teams to be better, and I, I think that would be true, but still, come week, well, I mean, we're in week, week 16, Montreal would have no chance of getting into the playoffs. And Hamilton's chance would be slim to none. So, what is the, you know, what's the push to the yeah. fan to say, okay, I'm going to go watch this game this week?
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. So, who's your player um, of the game tonight?
0: For about um, Johnny Menzel, you think? Um he wasn't allowed to—the high cats weren't allowed to kind of bring him on this year because of his domestic issues. Is that right? Or is there something else?
1: That's that's basically it in a nutshell. I mean, obviously there's maybe another issue or two, but I think the fact of the matter is that Commissioner Randy Ambrose wants to make sure— he does want another Art Briles situation, and he wants to make sure that Johnny Manziel, when they do sign him or trade him somewhere else or do whatever they want to do— uh, that he understands what is expected of him, and uh, and then he can start playing football. Uh, but I got to run; I got about thirty seconds to go. I need your player of the game.
0: Ah, uh, so many. I'm going to go with uh, the QB, Masoli. Jeremiah, like awesome. Was, uh, yeah, just good clock. He just managed the game really well. He
1: was fantastic. Really tonight. well. Imp- um, uh, appreciate the call and enjoy the long weekend.
0: Thank you. You as well.
1: Jacob with the call there. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli is indeed our fifth-quarter player of the game, voted by you, the fans. And our fifth-quarter fan of the night tonight is Brad. Brad, thanks for the call. Enjoy the long weekend. Thumbs up to producer Greg Siebert as well. My name's Rick Samprin. We are back after the next Cats game at home against Calgary, Friday, October the 13th. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. Don't forget to subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Check it out online at 900CHML.com. My name is Rick Zamprin. Thanks for listening to the 5th Quarter on 900CHML. The 5th Quarter, after every TyCast game on AM 900CHML.